Today has been a joyous day full of the sounds of children laughing and having fun. On Christmas Day 1914, in the first year of World War I, German, British, and French soldiers disobeyed their superiors and fraternized with the enemy along two-thirds of the Western Front. German troops held Christmas trees up out of the trenches with signs, Merry Christmas, you no shoot, we no shoot. Thousands of troops streamed across a no man's land strewn with rotting corpses. They sang Christmas carols, exchanged photographs of loved ones back home, shared rations, played football, even roasted some pigs. Soldiers embraced men they had been trying to kill a few short hours before. They agreed to warn each other if the top brass forced them to fire their weapons and to aim high. A shudder ran through the high command on either side. Here was disaster in the making, the soldiers declaring their siblinghood with each other and refusing to fight. Generals on both sides declared this spontaneous peacemaking to be a treasonous act and subject to court-martial. By March 1915, the fraternization movement had been eradicated and the killing machine put back in full operation. By the time of the armistice, armistice in 1918, 15 million people would be slaughtered. Now, not many people have heard the story of the Christmas troop. Military leaders have not gone out of their way to publicize it. On Christmas Day, 1988, a story in the Boston Globe mentioned that a local FM radio host had played Christmas in the Trenches, a ballad about the Christmas truce, several times and was startled by the effect. The song became the most requested recording during the holidays in Boston on several FM stations. Even more startling than the number of requests I get is the reaction to the ballad afterwards by callers who hadn't heard it before, said the radio host. They telephoned me deeply moved, sometimes in tears asking, what did I just hear? I think I know why most callers were in tears. The Christmas truth story goes against what most of us have been taught about people. It gives a glimpse of the world as we wish it could be and says, this really happened once. It reminds us of those thoughts we keep hidden away out of range of the TV and newspaper stories that tell us how trivial and mean human life is. It's like hearing that our deepest wishes really are true. The world could be different. Now maybe this is a story you've heard before, but this kind of story seems more important than ever circa 2019. I mean, I don't have to explain to you the divisiveness of our age. You walk out into it every day. You see it on the news. And it's likely you've even become estranged from friends or family over the last few years as a result. There are no promises in the days to come, but this is a season of gifts. These are the days when we're turning in a different way to the needs and wants of those nearest to us and often to those of people we don't know. This is the real magic of these short late year days in the rituals and holy days that reach out for light in the midst of darkness. They are our rich shared opportunity to think about big things 
things like peace and love and plenty. What if we all treated them as such? What if we reached out and really made the holiday season our season of real worship, which at its root means to recognize what is of worth, worth-ship. In December, we remember who we always wanted to be. We tend community. We reach out to our neighbors, those among us who are poor, who are hungry, who are ill, infirm, maybe alone. It's a time when people try to help fulfill the hopes of strangers, taking cards from angel trees. You can see right here some of that is done and shared right here in the front. We bake cookies. Some people bake cookies for the people who risk their lives for us, firefighters, police officers, people in the armed services. Others reach into boxes and pull out treasures made by young hands just finding their talents. And they tend to matter more than a piece of Tiffany glass beside which they might hang. We sing songs we learned as children with strangers and friends. We hum along in elevators and grocery stores. And tasks that we often rush through, and maybe we still are rushing through, can suddenly reveal surprising wellsprings of meaning. This is what the holidays can mean. There are a chance to create the world anew. The band Five for Fighting once asked, what kind of world do you want? Think anything. Let's start at the start, build a masterpiece. Be careful what you wish for. History starts now. What kind of world do you want? What kind of person do you really want to be? Every day is the day to ask this question, but the holiday season invites this reflection for us as a people, as communities of neighbors. Everything we do matters. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny, Martin Luther King Jr. reminded us. Who we are and what we do shapes the rest of history. What kind of world do you want? History starts now. I can tell you a few things I want. I want to live in a country that has a humane and robust immigration system, not one built on racist tropes and terror, but one that recognizes that immigration has a long been a pathway to success for the United States. To that end, I am grateful to work with the immigration team at All Souls, which this month on December 19th at 5 p.m. is also beginning to connect with other UU congregations in the city to expand what is possible. This is one of the ways we move our good intentions to reality. We show up. I invite you to show up. Now, I want my children to have a liv livable world to inherit, one with polar bears and bees and wolves and ancient forests. And to that end, I'm working with those of you who not only said you want the same things, but who show up to do the work together. This coming Tuesday night, before Thursday the 19th, there's Tuesday the 17th, and we're meeting here to do that work. We're going to be getting started on our Green Sanctuary work, 
We're going to be looking at a tree planting project with the Trust for Public Land, and we'll be connecting with Extinction Rebellion New York City and other UU congregations to uh, deepen our community ties. It's an hour and a half out of the week, and yet it's the budding of so much possibility. This is what it means to dream of a better world and to create with your hands and imagination and your time a new history. At our 10 a.m. service, our children and families showed up to tell Holy Day stories. From Las Posadas to Hanukkah to the story from the book of Luke, they celebrated the old stories, stories of hope and transformation and the possibility of a new world being born. But there are also other stories close to home that tell a variation of the old tales. Here at All Souls, you know, we take the wisdom of Bill Murray to heart. Do you remember his passionate speech at the end of Scrooged? How many of you know this speech that he does? He jumps in front of the camera. Oh my gosh, let me see that again. How many of you have seen Scrooged? That is not many. What on earth, people? You need to get on it. Watch Scrooged with Bill Murray. I'll tell you, this is a little bit of a spoiler. He says something at the end. It's Christmas. It's the one time when we all act a little nicer. We smile a little easier. We share a little more. It's really a miracle because it happens every Christmas. You have to do something. You have to take a chance and get involved. There are people that don't have enough to eat and who are cold. You can go out and greet these people. You can take an old blanket out to them or make a sandwich and say, here, I get it now. And if you give, then it can happen. The miracle can happen to you. Not just the poor and the hungry. Everybody's got to have this miracle. It can happen for us all. If you believe in this pure thing, the miracle will happen, and you'll want it again tomorrow. You won't say Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. You'll want it every day, and it can happen to you. Folks at All Souls know that feeling. You feel it when you come to the steps party. You feel it when you make the dinners at Monday night hospitality or the lunches at Friday soup kitchen happen. You feel it when you bring mittens and hats for the mitten tree on Christmas Eve. You feel it every time you give to the common pantry. A better world possible. The Christmas truce really happened once upon a time. People are really fed here. Lives transformed because people like you care enough. This is a season of reflection, a time of the year that comes bearing gifts. The chance to remember who we want to be, to practice a little peace on earth. To close, let me share these words from a beloved mentor of mine, the Reverend Rebecca Parker, who was the president and spiritual leader of my seminary. In a piece called Winter Solstice, she said, this is a season when holiness is heard and the splendor of living is revealed. Stunned to stillness by beauty, we remember who we are and why we are here. There are inexplicable mysteries. We are not alone. The cosmos enfolds us. We are caught in a web of stars, cradled in a swaying embrace, rocked by the holy night, babes of the universe. 
Now is the time we wake to life like spring wakes in the moment of winter solstice. May we each be blessed by the gifts of the season, and in return, may we bless the world. Amen.